Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 3 Mr. Underhill, the Halfling Clerk. Hello, and welcome again to Sidekicks and Sidequests the Dungeons & Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwogi, the Bardic Paladin, and welcome to the Levitating Platter. Hello all again. I hope that you've been enjoying these uh, mini-sodes. I know that you just listened to the one on Randolph, who is the proprietor of the Levitating Platter, but sometimes it's hard to run a business by yourself, so you gotta have a little help. So naturally, of course, you hire a good friend, a good co-worker, and Randolph found that in his companion, Mr. Underhill. So just like with the other mini-sode, we now go to the NPC creation part of the show. So the first question to ask is, what is the character's name? I actually had never thought of the first name for Mr. Underhill. He was always simply referred to as Mr. Underhill as a sign of respect. So I, I guess I'm on the spot. and. I believe that a good name that I think popped into my head earlier as I was thinking about this would be Winston. Winston Underhill. It sounds like a very strong name, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, ancestry, of course, is halfling, as per the Wizards of the Coast terminology. If you're more of a Tolkien enthusiast uh, like myself, uh, you still might refer to him as a hobbit. Uh, and what is his role? What is his job? Well, <laughs> I never had thought of it clearly. His role is to be kind of like Randolph's assistant. Not that he's getting so much trained in magic, but he helps to run uh, some of the logistical operations of the levitating platter. I know for sure he runs the in the tavern uh, check-in desk, if you will. So if you need to get a room or stay, he usually is the one that's handling the books and he's handling the keys uh, for the rooms. And just help, again, providing uh, support uh, for Randolph. How old is Mr. Underhill? I figure that he's probably about a middle-aged sort of hobbit. So according to the Wizards of the Coast, 
Halfling reaches adulthood at the age of 20 and generally lives into the middle of his or her second century. Interesting. Because I know in the Tolkien established canon that, you know, it was strange for Bilbo to even be living to be 111. So, yeah, I figure middle age. So if I go off a combination of some of that, anywhere between 40 and 50 years of age is probably most appropriate for Mr. Underhill to be. Describe the physical appearance of Mr. Underhill. Well, uh, I believe that Mr. Underhill possesses a pair of spectacles that he keeps on the end of his nose, that he is kind of on the small side for a hobbit of his age, uh, but perhaps he's just made to seem small based on the uh, magical, fantastical surroundings of the levitating platter. Mr. Underhill has uh, black curly hair. He is not going bald in his middle age, which is good, and neither are the tops of his feet going bald either. And he seems to have a, uh, you know, a healthy and cheerful disposition. If I had to describe Mr. Underhill with three adjectives... The adjectives that I would use would be fastidious, would be a very good adjective, uh, because he is very concerned about accuracy and attention to detail, especially when knowing who is staying uh, in the rooms of the levitating platter. So fastidious would be a great adjective. I would say polite is another uh, strong adjective. And then I would say that being concerned. He wants to make sure that everything is orderly and being taken care of uh, properly inside of the tavern, and that he makes his wages, and that he's able to provide uh, for his family. When thinking about the next question, what is a key item of value, uh, whether that be a physical, tangible item, piece of lore, or a secret, it would certainly be very tempting to give him a magic ring, uh, but I don't know if that's hitting the nail too much on the head or not. So to resist the temptation of being hackneyed and saying that Mr. Underhill possesses a magic ring that will allow him to go invisible, I will instead try and subvert expectations and say that Mr. Underhill is in possession of a valuable piece of lore. And that valuable piece of lore is knowing exactly how much debt certain members of the community have with the tavern itself. Now, Mr. Randolph is very easygoing. Uh, he is money-oriented, but that's not to say that he doesn't trust certain people to have lines of credit. And while obviously Mr. Randolph needs to run the establishment, make sure that the magic is working just fine, as well as attend to his own arcane experiments, he does trust Mr. Underhill uh, to keep track of the debtors, you know, that are associated with his place of business. Um, so there's a number of important people in town that, you know, maybe they have tiny tabs. I don't think in my particular homebrew setting that there's anyone that's radically in debt, but I think it's rather interesting for someone who is fastidious 
yet polite to have that piece of lore, to have that knowledge of knowing, okay, who exactly here has been paying their tabs like they've been supposed to, and who is skimping on the bill, if you will. So it could lead for some interesting bit of espionage and intrigue as far as if uh, player characters are trying to suss out and figure out an angle um, on a particular resident of town, perhaps. You know, maybe they've heard the gossip that, um, you know, that this might be a way to get someone's attention or something like that if they were to have someone's debt called in or something. I don't know. I think it's interesting and kind of... uh, makes an otherwise unassuming, polite hobbit, halfling, right, 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 uh, seem more than he looks like. And if Mr. Underhill needed player characters to undertake a specific kind of mission, I think probably something to do with that piece of lore, I think he would ask the player characters perhaps to approach someone in the bar or to go to a specific member of the community and ask them if they would, you know, pay their debts to help balance the books. So I think that would be a fine side quest for Mr. Underhill to be able to assign to a bunch of adventurers. What would be the consequence of failure or refusing the call? Well, I mean, probably similar to Randolph, he won't ask them to assist and uh, depending on how rude the players are, considering Mr. Underhill is usually a very polite person, um, that might result in Mr. Underhill perhaps having extra scrutiny against the player characters, maybe perhaps refusing any pleasantries with them in the future. And looking at my list of optional questions, What are the goals and motivations of my character, and how do they affect his personality? I think that Mr. Underhill is actually a very family-oriented man. In my particular setting, the gods of the halflings encourage large, healthy hobbit families and espouse the virtues of hospitality, love, cheerfulness, and all of manner of merriment. Um, So I believe that Mr. Underhill not only was lucky through his fastidiousness to be able to be hired by Mr. Randolph, but that, you know, he works hard and he is able to provide a living uh, for his large uh, halfling family here in the town of Alchester. Perhaps, you know, they live in the town or maybe they live on the outskirts on a small family farm. Um, But his goals and motivations... Uh, for working at the levitating platter and uh, helping Mr. Randolph run his establishment is that he's trying to earn a good pay so that he can provide for his family. Uh, He enjoys working for Mr. Randolph and, you know, espousing uh, those halfling virtues of uh, generosity, love, cheerfulness, merriment. Uh, You know, he really is a nice and polite guy. So I don't think he's the kind of NPC that players really should have to be rude to. I mean, he'll be honest and, you know, there are there's some private information for the business that he is going to guard, such as knowing who exactly owes what um, or, you know, who's staying in what room. Um, but otherwise, uh, you know, he's a nice and cheerful guy. And uh, hopefully your players will see that too as well. So now... Let us go to the final thoughts as we skip over the random encounter. 
So this one took me a little bit longer to flesh out. Again, Mr. Underhill was originally one of my NPCs that I thought of on the spot uh, when I first developed my homebrew setting in my first couple of games with the player characters of my group. Mr. Underhill is obviously a nod um, to the alias that Frodo Baggins used when he got to the Prancing Pony in Bree. And so I thought it would be fun to have that homage uh, in my home game. Uh, But now that I thought up a little bit more of the character, I think I have a greater understanding and appreciation uh, for him in my game. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to just have a uh, an honest Bob Cratchit type uh, in your world. Someone who's just hardworking, he's polite, he cares about his family, he just wants to do a good job and make sure that the business is successful, and he wants to make sure that the customer, uh, the patrons of the establishment, are also having a good time and uh, not getting into too much trouble and uh, not being unruly. So. There you go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and SideQuests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Overcast. You can also save the RSS feed to the app of your choice. I ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes to help spread the word. Please follow the podcast by searching for at Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. I have also created a subreddit which you can find at r slash podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with me for inquiries, questions, or comments, feel free to send me an email to sidekicksandsidequests, all one word, at gmail.com. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Four! Psychics, psycho